The Aaron Arnett Show. They thought they could keep him locked up in radio purgatory. But they were wrong. And now he's back for one final stand. With the most intelligent expression of free speech, still legal in all 50 states, here he is, the future of radio, Aaron Arnett. America once again and welcome back as we get started on another wonderful week in the land of the free and the home of the brave. You, the listener, can always send in your feedback via Twitter at Aaron Arnett Show or directly by email via the address Aaron Arnett at ProtonMail.com. Why do we use ProtonMail? Because they don't apparently steal your data, your precious, my precious data. They don't steal your data. Like they do on uh, what you might call it on Gmail, those sorts of things. Now I must tell you that there is hope yet for America. I'm telling you, there is still hope for for America, and there there is a chance that we can return to some sort of normalcy. Not that the thing that we should be hoping for is normalcy, but As far as being an American is concerned, there is a hope, my friends, for a return to our freedoms. And it is so easy to be discouraged. I know it is. There's countries out there who have had mad dictators who are ruling their countries with an an iron fist. There are countries who, who have citizens who aren't allowed to leave their homes. They're putting being put on house arrest and even placed in jail for the devious crime of having a picnic. And their Gestapo forces are on the prowl, looking for a, up until recently, lawful citizen to throw into their newly constructed concentration camps. Now, shockingly, I'm not talking about the Middle East or anything of the sort. You know, Cuba, Venezuela, those guys. I'm talking about the poor people suffering in Australia, New Zealand, and Canada. Never before, since Nazi Germany, have we seen such disgusting displays of force upon a citizenry. That's a nice word, citizenry. Looks good when you write it out, too. We'll see what happens there. New Zealand, Australia, Canada, it's getting pretty close. If you're in the States, it's trickling down. Hopefully not. Now, do you remember... Do you remember a deal we made recently? I want to talk about it. Because we're going to see what happens in the U.S. Don't think that what's happening in Australia could never happen in America. Do you remember the deal that we made with Australia over submarines? Now, remember, France was very angry with us lately. Because we made this deal with Australia, kind of went behind their backs. France was going to sell them some diesel subs, and we we uh, first uh, you know tickled their fancy with our six-inch and foot-long subs, uh, you know some BMTs and and the uh, what do they call the turkey one? I forget what they call the turkey one, but it's hilarious. Anyway, so 
we kind of swooped in and made a deal of our own with our nuclear submarines. It's pronounced nuclear. Now, let me tell you something. A government who doesn't support a country terrorizing its own citizens wouldn't make a deal with a country like Australia. But we did. And that shows you what those in power really want. And may God never let it get like that in the U.S. But I have hope. Why? Because we just spent a week in one of the last remaining bastions of liberty in the United States. The Great Republic of Texas. Now it's hot. In some places, it's humid. And maybe some things are even a little too big in Texas. But it's free. And it's amazing. If you live in a state where you're mandated to wear your mask the minute you step out of your home, or have a vaccine in order to eat a Big Mac, I'm really sorry. And I know how it is. And I know how hopeless this can all feel. But this, this time in Texas showed me that there is still hope. We can still save our republic. This is my first time returning to Texas since about the first few months of the pandemic. I actually spent the 4th of July after... The 4th of July in 2020, actually. It was, it was just, what is that, three months after we started the two weeks to slow the curve. <laughs> wow. And things have really changed. Now, it may seem strange to you, but in Texas, now keep in mind, this is a state in the union. In Texas, masks are a suggestion, not a mandate. The same thing with vaccines. And as I went out in public, I could see what freedom really is meant to be. There were people in stores wearing masks. And there were some people in stores not wearing masks. And there were no arguments over it. The masked were not yelling at the unmasked that they were going to kill their grandma. No, instead, they were caring about their business. Restaurants freely open. People sitting together. Gouging their gullets. Laughing. Kind of normal stuff. Now, I find it quite hilarious <laughs> that the World Series is returning to Texas. I was, I was in Houston the night, the night the Astros won the pennant. And it was, there was an amazing feeling in the air. It, it just seemed so normal. Now, I wasn't in the stadium, but I saw on TV the stadium was full. And what justice this World Series is, by the way. Houston in the American League. Series coming back to Texas. The state that I see as the leader against this progressive takeover of our republic. And who's the other team? Oh, you, know, you know, it's really funny how this worked out. And we'll see how this works out in, in the politi political scene as well, my friends. Because we had Texas, 
And then in the National League, we had a choice. Or that is, the balls and strikes had a choice. And their choice was between the state that is the leader of the union into this progressive utopia that we may head into. Or was Atlanta? It was Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. Now, what's the, what's the interesting thing about that? Because it ended up being the Atlanta Braves that won. And that means that, interestingly enough, the series is going to be held at the very same stadium that Major League Baseball robbed of the All-Star game this year because of their stance, that is the state of Georgia's stance, on voter ID. So I think it's fitting that you, that this year's fall classic will be held in states that are the home bases, if you will, 50% pun intended, of brave Americans who are working tirelessly in their legislatures to maintain our republic. But Texas gave me hope that the republic isn't lost yet. <laughs> There's still people out there that think like you. And they love freedom like you do. Maybe they just live in another state. Back by popular demand. The Aaron Arnett Show. Yeah! Popular demand? Now, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this fact that it just keeps coming up in my life, and it's it's not so important, but I do need to mention it because it's just something, there's certain things when you have a show like this that reaches such a large audience that you have the responsibility. These things, great power comes with great responsibility. You know it. You know, yeah, you know the thing. And one of my responsibilities to you, and in fact, it's a tax write-off, and we'll talk about this later on in the program in a section uh, that I, I like to call a little something about giving back and feedback and all that. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there when we get there. But um, a little part of, of that for me is that I need to inform you, as I've been informed and as I've studied and found out myself, that Texas, state of Texas, which I on purpose, referred to as the Republic of Texas earlier on in the program, is in fact not the South. Now, if, you, if you're a Yankee like me, unfortunately, you probably hear that statement and you say, well, what do you mean it's not the South? <laughs> Let me tell you, friend, the, Texas is not the South. And I've had this conversation many times with people. They don't understand it. Maybe they've never been there other than in the airport. And maybe they've never been to other southern states. But boy, let me tell you something. I love the South. But Texas is not the South. And here's the thing. If you're if you're a Yankee like me, like I said, you've been taught, okay, well, listen, uh, here's what North and South is. The North is all the country, or the countries, the states who fought for the Union in the Civil War. And the South is all the rest. Well... Okay, that's one way you could divide it, but culturally, Texas is a world of difference from Mississippi. And Texas is a world of difference from South Carolina. And it's just not the South. 
Now, it's very, it's a very free state, and that's wonderful. And in relation to, you know, Rhode Island, Texas is in the south, the southern part, geographically speaking, of the United States. But it's just not the south. It's different. And if you've ever, if you're from Texas, you'd agree with me, unless you were like, in eastern Texas, then you may not understand what I'm saying. And if you're from one of the southern states, you would agree with me also. Because there's just something different about Texas. And Texans would never want to admit this. But culturally speaking, they're a lot closer to central California in some ways than they are, let's say, Jackson, Mississippi or something like that. I mean, I, I love the South. I, I like Texas a lot, but it's just not the South. When you think Texas, even though they have Cracker Barrel, Texas isn't Cracker Barrel country. You know what I mean? It's just, not, it's, there's a difference. You think about it, if, you, if, if, any, if you've ever been to Disneyland, or maybe it's this way in Disney World too, I don't know, I'm uncultured. You know when you start Pirates of the Caribbean ride, and there's the little... The guy swinging on the front porch in the beginning and all of that. That's the South, man. But that ain't Texas. So I, I had to mention that. I know it doesn't mean much, but it's it's going to pay off for you someday. And that's why it's a tax write-off for me. I do it as a tax write-off to help you. It's an act of charity, you know, and that's why I do it. Other quick thing I wanted to to note. these These things are always so interesting to me. As a former Californian, what I like to say, and I should say soon to be former Californian, more more news on that someday. But when these issues of secession come up, it's very interesting to me. And I'm not talking about uh, seceding from the union, because I think that that is a more complicated issue than we realize it is. But what I'm talking about is, for example, uh, there's a couple counties in Maryland who have told their leaders, hey, uh, guess what? We would like to hightail it out of here uh, with you blue, how do I put this lightly, scumbags, and we'd like to be part of West Virginia, Mountain Mama, Take Me Home Country Roads. That's where they want to go. They want to go to West Virginia. And most assuredly, Maryland is not just going to say, okay, see ya. Interestingly enough, West Virginia is saying, come on down. And the reason that they're doing this is because, of course, these counties in Maryland are more conservative. They don't identify whatsoever with the legislature in Maryland. And they want to head, they feel more culturally similar and agreeable with West Virginia. And so they want to go. And I mean, this has happened before. There's there's counties uh, earlier this year or last year. Can't remember. Time hasn't really meant anything since March 13th, 2020. There were some counties in eastern Oregon who wanted to leave for Idaho, their neighbors. It's the same thing. I don't know if you've, if you've ever been to Seattle but you've never been to Eastern Washington, let me tell you, my friend, they are completely different worlds. And the same is true in Oregon. 
Western Oregon, and really just like the Portland area, and, and Eugene as well, where the University of Oregon is, the liberal bastion of the state. Progressive, I should say. But Eastern Oregon, Eastern Washington, completely different story. Southern Oregon as well. Southern Oregon and the northern counties of California have been wanting to leave for years. And what I like about them is that they have a name picked too. They don't, they don't, listen, they, they're not playing any games. They know they're kind of trapped. The Southern Oregon people, they don't want to stay in Oregon. The Northern California people, they know they can't stay in California. And Nevada isn't a sure bet anymore either. Nevada is more and more leading blue. And so it's like, what do we do? Let's make our own state. And so the the counties in Southern Oregon and Northern California, I like this. They've picked a name for themselves. They would like to be called Jefferson. And they want to be their own little state. And when it comes to that, because being from California, I look at that and I say, man, that is so interesting because if you're unaware if you've never been to california you don't know anybody from there especially you're not from central california what you don't realize is that all of the craziness you hear about california the politics the wackos everything 100 true but there's an asterisk that is 100 true of the coasts and be and of the college communities in california the wackos, blue hairs, and I'm not talking. I'm not talking like blue hairs, like old people in Florida. I'm talking about you know college age kids, high school kids with blue hair. Totally true. It's all in California, but it's on the coast. Meanwhile, Central California is a completely different story. Central California might as well be Waco, Texas, something like that. Not with the David Koresh stuff, but politically speaking, might as well be Texas. And, and so central, I've always thought to myself, man, this state, this whole region, I mean, would be completely different if central California wasn't part of the rest of it. If central California was its own state, man, those people will be so much happier. And it's the same thing with the Northern, Northern Californians and Southern Oregon. I mean, it's a completely different world. You start driving up, it's it's really crazy, man. I mean, it's it's you can physically watch it. Get in your car, start in LA, and start driving north. The more north you go, the more uh, conservative it gets until you get to about San Francisco. Then it starts, well, San Jose, probably more literally. But then it gets more and more and more progressive in this day and age, as we should call it. But then once you get out of that area and you start heading more north, things time starts to slow down and it's it's a completely different world you wouldn't believe it unless you saw it but it is a completely different world and honestly they should be their own state they politically don't identify whatsoever with the rest of california now i i do have more to say about this we'll say it on the other side of the timeout but what do you think? Send me some feedback. Should they secede? I don't know. The future of radio. Now, here he is, your favorite self-proclaimed celebrity, Aaron Arnett. Ladies and gentlemen, well, that's a quick cutoff there. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to 
The Aaron Arnett Show. I am your host, the future of radio. Continuing the conversation, we were talking about the secession from one state going to another. Now, I believe in the in the case of this, just to, to kind of close on this, this issue, I, I don't think that leaving one state for another, so I mean, and I'm talking about a county in this case, leaving one state for another, as long as it's bordering that state, I don't think it's a huge issue. I think that what we need to do, whether it be as states or if it's something done on the federal level, is create the ability for a county with the authority of the people. So put it to a vote, see what happens, something like that, or even make it a bicameral kind of thing, which I know that's a big word. So for those of you in California, bicameral, meaning two branches, something like that, of government, by two different opinions, if you will, make a provision to leave your state and go to another as a county. One example of that is if you could, okay, put in the provision, we are going to take it to a vote. If the people vote yes, that we're going to leave, then the county board needs to approve the move or vice versa. If a, if a county board approves uh, putting the thing to a vote, that's one step. And then the people vote on it. That's the second step. And I think that's probably the better way to do it, because I feel like if the people were put up to it first, then it would never pass, because you'd have things go to the vote in every state, in almost every county, and where liberals are in charge of the county, it would never, ever, ever make it. And so there needs to be a process in place where the people are given the choice, and their elected leaders, the people they put in power, serve their constituents, and they move to another state. It would be very interesting and it would change things. I mean, (laughs) these things would have repercussions on the presidential level. And that's something that for a while I've been thinking about. And that is, there is this, this exodus from California happening. There was an article posted today that said that, that, oh, the California thing, people aren't leaving. That's uh, not as bad as we thought. And I don't remember exactly where it was from. I didn't find the article very informative. But the survey they did was like in the Bay Area of California. Well, of course, when you survey people in the Bay Area of California, you're going to find that none of them have left for other states because they're still there because they somehow love the fact that crime... I'm sorry... That uh, justice is so prevalent that Walgreens has decided to leave San Francisco because of uh, um, justice. Uh Uh-huh. That's why. (laughs) Can't believe these people. But but that's the thing. We got to make a system. And, uh, and talking about people leaving California, something I've thought about for a long time is, man, if I was a, if I was somehow a political strategist or something, or had a program that reached millions of people twice a week, every week on radio stations across the country, or maybe more than two times a week, 
But what I would do is lead the charge for brave patriots like yourself who maybe live in in a state like uh, a state that's going to be red all the time, no matter what. Let's just take it. You know what? Let's take it. Let's look at the past four election cycles and every state that's in those election cycles who has voted Republican. Now, again, I must I must preface this. I'm not here to kiss the butts of Republicans because someday they'll turn on us, too. And by us, I mean Christians. Someday they will turn on you. So don't put your faith in Republicans. Don't put your faith in Democrats. Put your faith in God. But if I was a Republican strategist, this is what I do. This reminds me of like the O.J. Simpson book, which I can't believe you wrote. If I did it, I didn't. I didn't do it. But if I did, this is probably what I did, man. If I were were a Republican strategist, this is what I would do. I'd, I'd take a study. I would look at the last 40 years. Well, that only puts us, what, in the 80s? I would look at the last 50 years of presidential elections in the United States. And I would look at every single one of those states who has been a red state for the past 50 years in the presidential elections. And I would take, I don't know, well, I take volunteers and I would take a certain percentage of people from every one of those states. This is a voluntary thing. This is like you signing up to save the Republic. And I would have a percentage of those people from every state move from their red state. They're biting the bullet. I'm sorry. You are biting the bullet on this one. But move, for example, from from a Mississippi, something like that, to California. A great conservative exodus from red states into California. Because that's the only way you're going to win the electoral college thing. As you've you've got to run the you've got to win the numbers game. And that's a big numbers game to fill because only about a third of Californians vote Republican. There's no Republican represented uh representation in the state legislatures in California. It is a one-party state. But that's a way you could do it. You could move a high percentage. Now, not a high percentage. A high percentage in, in in regards to the population of California, but a small percentage in regards to the population of the state they're moving from, because you want to keep those states red too. You don't want to lose any ground on this, but you want to gain ground in California, split the, or, or overturn the decades long reign of Democrats in California by implanting Republican voters. Now, before you, you know, go crazy and think like, well, that's a wild plan, man. That's like cheating. Is it cheating? I don't know. I don't think it is. People have the have the right to move to whatever state they want to. I don't know that anybody would sign up to do this. Why would you sign up to move to a state that's worse than the one you're in now? That doesn't make a lot of sense. But you'd have to be willing to stick it out to change it uh, legally. 
not by any, not, you're not taking it by force. You're moving there. You're finding a job. You're, I mean, business owners, if we could convince conservative business owners to move to California, it would be very difficult. It wouldn't make a lot of business sense at first. But if we could get business owners to move there and their employees, I mean, losing somebody like Tesla, why do you think Tesla is moving to Texas? Because it sucks to do business in California. It sucks. People are losing their jobs in California. Number one, because their governor is an idiot. I mean, there is no other, I mean, there, there are other words to describe him, but I'm not going to say them. But he is a grade A moron, to quote the Simpsons. Because you'd have to be a grade A moron to enforce a vaccine mandate and then go out in public, go to a party without a mask and let yourself be photographed. How could you be so dumb? Dumb leadership. They have dumb leadership. But the only way that you're going to change that leadership from bad to worse to turning it around to something better, you've got to flood the system. You really do. I don't see any other way that it can turn around. The only way that it can turn around, and this is not impossible, is if there is a great revival that starts in California. If a great revival started in California... And I think it would have to start in Southern California. Why? Because there are some awesome Christian folks in Southern California. You'll never hear that story. You'll never hear that in the news until they're fighting vaccine mandates like John MacArthur was. You won't hear those things. But if God started a great revival in Southern California that swept the rest of the state, it could turn around the entire country. And so maybe we're not going to have millions of people moving like yourself from a, you know, better state. There's really no other way to put it. Maybe we're not going to see people moving to California in droves like they're leaving it. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that they're leaving it because it's creating a worse circumstance. It's like if you were in a basketball basketball game, five on five and you started to say, man, we're, man, we're losing. I'm just going to leave. Well, all of a sudden it's five on four. Then it's five on three. Then it's five on two. And then it's just five on one. And then it's just five and they're in control. So I don't think the game's going to work that way. Really? God has got to do something. If you're not going to move with millions of other people to California, you at least need to be praying that God does something big there. Because whether you like it or not, as, as Governor McIdiot once said, it's not going to change without God doing something in California. That's the truth. Aaron Arnett. Once again, your host, the future of radio, Aaron Arnett. That's right. And uh, we got to do a little segment with some jazz. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
you know, something interesting. If you follow us on Instagram, you could right now at this moment, well, not this moment, because now this is after the fact for you, but if you were following us on Instagram, you'd be able to see me dancing around and you'd think I'd look like a crazy person because you can't hear the music on Instagram. So oopsie doodles on that. But this is a little part of the program that I would like to call the Freedom Club slash give back slash feedback. And when it comes to Freedom Club, I got to tell you, there is a very important thing that you can do to support this program. And that is go to Aaron Arnett. That's my name. Double A, then Ron, then A-R-N, then E and double T dot show s-h-o-w click on the thing that says freedom club and for just five dollars a month or more depending on your gratitude you can support this program keep it on the air help us to get cool new stuff to make the show even better and better and that would be amazing every member gets a free gift every year and i'm hearing that in 2022 it's going to be free t-shirts but that's only at aaron arnett show Oh, yeah. So I thank you for being here through this program. I got to tell you, I had so many more things, so many new important news stories to get to. But I got on this this thing about California and I just, I couldn't get over it, you know? We've got to win it back somehow. And, you know, maybe I'll close this out I but with, with a story that comes from California. But as this is the Freedom Club slash give back slash feedback portion of the program, I will remind you that you can send your feedback to Aaron Arnett at ProtonMail.com. You can email me there. You can do things that's probably even a little easier and quicker for you, and that is follow us on Twitter or on Instagram at Aaron Arnett Show and write to us on there, comment on videos, pictures, or just tweet me. Um, your feedback thing as you're listening to the show, you got something to say about what I'm saying. If you think I'm an idiot, let me know in the comments or whatever, and let me know there. That would be a great pleasure to me. And I'll read your comments on the air, and I would even play your feedback on the air as well. That's how that's how gracious I am. So that's what this final segment of the program is dedicated to. Of course, like I said, the Freedom Club at AaronArnett.show. Click on Freedom Club, support the program there. Then I also said this is about feedback. And the final thing is give back. And that's my section of the program where every year when I file my taxes, I'm able to put a tax write-off because I'm giving back to the community. And the way that I normally am going to do that is by helping you in your daily life. How am I going to help you in your daily life? Well, in today's edition of The Give Back, I'd like to talk to you about the word supposedly. Now, for much of my life, I've heard the this word, and I didn't really understand it, because, well, I always heard people saying supposedly. And despite my finest efforts, I cannot find that word in the dictionary. But what I did find is supposedly. 
which is S-U-P-P-O-S-E-D-L-Y. And according to this dictionary, it says, according to what is generally assumed or believed, often used to indicate that the speaker doubts the truth of the statement. Very interesting. For example, you could say, gas prices are going up and up and up in this country. And supposedly, the president is supposed to do something about it. But if you find yourself in a conversation with your fellow American, and you were to say, supposedly, Biden was going to do something about it, but he never did, and was recently on with Anderson Cooper, and even verbally said he has no answers to the rising gas prices, which, by the way, have exceeded $7 in California. Sorry about that then you may sound like an idiot if you put a B in place of the D. But that's, listen, we're all equals. We're all equals here. But I just want to help you to be a more informed American. And that is why I include this tax write-off portion of the show. It's free to you. It's, it's, I'm covering the bill for this one. And all of these mistakes that I will help you with in the give back portion of the program, they're here because I've made the mistakes and I've been made fun of or looked at as an idiot. You're not the first one. This is going to sound ridiculous, but I think this is why and and is the, the touchstone moment. I don't know if touchstone was the correct word to use there. Milestone, maybe marker of my life that made me very concerned with using the correct words in certain places. There's other words that I feel like are up for debate, but let's talk about supposedly, okay? And let's talk about this touchstone moment in my life. Milestone moment, sorry. It's not really about supposedly, supposedly. But uh, what it really is about is I was reading this book and it was in sixth grade. I can't, man, I can't remember. It's something about this. It's like Summer of Monkeys... Something like that. I'm going to remember it later. And let's just see if I can find it real quick. Something with summer monkeys. Come on, come on, come on. Summer of the monkeys. I don't know. There's a film. Oh, geez. I can't, I can't find it. But the point is, in this book uh, that was reading in my sixth grade class, in a group about five or six kids, and we were reviewing it with the teacher, the the book the teacher gave room to, for us to ask questions if there was any words we didn't understand while we were reading it on our own and i asked the teacher i said oh yeah um i'm reading this one section and i don't understand this one word jillion what's a jillion apparently i was reading this like way too literally because my teacher just kind of laughed as it <laughs> it's Jillian. It wasn't even a real word. People I got made fun of over something that wasn't even a real word, like a million Jillian Jillian isn't a number. So that's why I give back to you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for downloading this program, for sticking by me, for sharing with your friends. All I can say is thank you. We will see you on Thursday. Listen to what this guy has to say.
Be sure you don't miss a single minute from the future of radio. Subscribe to The Aaron Arnett Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at AaronArnett.show. And if you have comments or questions, send an email to AaronArnett at ProtonMail.com. Thanks for listening to The Aaron Arnett Show.